Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. My guest today is Howard Sambo, and he joins us to share how you can create a satisfying and impactful business that's actually actually an ideal expression of who you are, and it's profitable, and it's fulfilling. So Howard has impacted thousands of people's lives, helping them to craft their dream businesses and make money doing what they love. He shows people how to make money to unlock and unleash their unique genius to positively impact the world and experience true life fulfillment. Listen, so many of us are in jobs or we're working at things we really don't like very much. They pay the bills. It makes money. But does it really make us go, okay, I'm living my best life? We're going to find out more about that today. So today he joins us to talk about resolving cash flow needs, clarifying your life purpose and your unique genius. I think I managed that to bring that up earlier. The importance of emotional mastery, utilizing a leveraged business model and fulfillment and financial freedom. Good morning, Howard. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Denise. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, these are all topics that, especially if you're an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, we all have cash flow needs. It doesn't matter how well we're doing, we're going to have cash flow needs. And the big one for me that I really want to dive into is clarifying why we do what we do. What is our unique genius? Often, <laughs> you're going to think I'm a lunatic. Often I'll think, oh, I got it. I know what it is. And 10 minutes later, I'm going, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) And that's funny. Yeah, it's true. You you just don't. (laughs) And sometimes it'll take people to point out to us what our actual zone of brilliance is. And we're like, really? I had no idea. Anyway, before we get started, tell people a bit about you. Oh, sure. I'd love to. Uh, well, my name is Howard Sample. I'm the founder and director of the Life Crafting Program. Um, and, I, you know, I guide people to find the passion, the purpose, and as you said, unique genius, and then uh, launch a business, an ideal business that's an expression of all of that combined. And by using what, what I call a leverage business model, you're not, you know, spinning your wheels or doing nickel and dime. You're actually uh, making really good money from, you know, right after the launch because you're structured in a way to provide so much value to your target audience that they gladly pay you well for what you offer them. And we hear a lot of that launching and sales funnels, and I'm not sure we'll get too, too deep into that, but we'll we'll do what we can. But the the thing is, people want to make an impact. We really do. If we're, you know, if we're entrepreneurs, or in my case, a solopreneur, or both, I mean, they're a little bit different, but I'm probably both. And the thing is, we don't want to just go out and make money. Yeah, we want to make, we need to make money. We need to pay our team. We need to pay our employees. We need to pay our house note. Go figure. But we also want to make impact. I mean, I think so many of us are actually what I would term a servant leader. And we do what we do because we really do believe that we can help other people. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, you're right on. Um, I use a systems model, uh, Denise, a systems approach. But it's also holistic, which means we look at all aspects of the human being. We don't brush aside emotions, feelings, beliefs, you know, patterns in life. You know, we, we combine personal inner growth with strategic business development all combined together, which is quite unique. I would imagine it is. Well, let's go back to the top of the show, resolving cash flow needs. That's <clears throat> at the top of most people's minds these days. It is. It is, and, and let me just say about there's two different common situations that people find themselves in with cash flow concerns. One of them is 
you're in a corporate job, you've been in a, a corporate career for a while, maybe you just left the job because you, you just could no longer stay in the company for any number of different reasons. You have not yet created, you launched your ideal business, so you're kind of in between those worlds. You know, you need to pay the bills, but you're in, you know, in between. So basically what we've done in life crafting was we developed the unique system uh, that that utilizes your skill sets, your established proven skill sets, but rather going down the same path with employment, we show you how to access what we call the hidden, not the hidden job market, which was the old term. Um, the uh, we we help you basically create a freelance project-based. Uh, income streams so that you're using the skills you developed in your corporate career but not <clears throat> in that same context and we teach you exactly how to how to create projects or consulting or things of that nature to fill in the gap between your old career path and the new ideal business that you're going to be in it and it's a whole system it's a whole methodology so of course we can't cover all of it here today, but one thing I can assure your audience, there's no resumes and no job interviews, <laughs> which I think people, people will really love that. And there's, it's a new way to market yourself that's very authentic and real and genuine and connecting with real people and showing the value. And you're able to convey to whoever you're talking to right from the beginning that you are not a job seeker. And that forces them to think of you and hold you in a completely different context. We have instances, it's funny, we have instances where people have left their corporate job and they'd get rehired by the same company in a project or consulting capacity and make more money than when they were an employee but have more freedom at the same time. <laughs> Can you give us some examples? Can you give us some case well, there studies? Are, there, are, there are many, many examples. The most common example, Denise, is in the IT field. So what typically occurs is somebody, uh, say a seasoned, a seasoned veteran, a, a seasoned uh, you know, software engineer or something like that in IT, they have 10, 20 years experience, and they've reached a kind of a high salary level in the company. And, you know, corporations just hate that, hate paying people. They'd rather fire you, you know, lay you off and then hire a kid out of college, pay one, you know, one quarter of the salary or less, even though the person can't really do anything what you do. So, so the scenario that typically occurs is that they'll, you'll leave or they'll ask you to leave. Then when the need becomes great because the new person isn't doing, you know, anything close to what you did, you come back and say, hey, you know, I can help you out. <laughs> It'll cost this amount or, you know, you can hire me this way or I'll work with you on a project basis. And in their mind, they go, oh, well, okay, it's just a project basis. So this right, not a big short deal. Term, so they have yeah, short term, whatever. And then meanwhile, right. meanwhile, you're not only making more money, but you have your freedom, your time, your portability. You can go wherever you go. So that's just one really good example, you know, of it. I think the bottom line, Denise, is just believing in your value. And this is where it gets very tricky, very interesting, because employees are not taught their value. They, they don't discover their value in the marketplace. They, they are task-oriented. Employees are task-oriented, which means I'll do these tasks, you pay me this money. And that's a trap because when you don't discover your value, you don't know what you're really worth in the marketplace. So you can't, you don't know how to position yourself from a marketing vantage point in terms of money. And we teach people exactly how to do it. And then we walk them through the steps until they're doing it successfully. And that's a good point because if you, you are accustomed to being in what I would call a job job. I'm unemployable, just so everybody knows. I must work yeah. for my own self. You cannot yeah. hire me. It's just not going to happen. But if you have been in a corporate job or whatever kind of a job, and all of a sudden you're just feeling trapped, you're feeling like you've hit that ceiling, you're not going to go anywhere else, but you don't know anything else. So that's important. Well, I wrote an article on, it's on my LinkedIn profile, by the way. It's called, Are You Highly Marketable Yet Unemployable? <laughs> well, that's me. 
<laughs> yeah. Most entrepreneurs fall into that category, and many people who are the seasoned professionals, uh, you know, are fall into that category. Well, I refuse to be hireable. First of all, <laughs> Good, you can't. <laughs> You can't afford me. Seriously, you can't afford me. And I don't, you don't want me in your office. I don't play well with others. I run with scissors. And if you want coffee, you can get it your own damn self. I'm not going to do it. You don't (laughs) want me in your office. That's funny. That's good. That's what happens. As soon as you you reach that place in life of being free and independent and, you know, you know, then it's, it's over, you know, you're, you're unemployable from that point on. You don't fit into any culture. (laughs) That's it. So how do you clarify what your life purpose is and and what your unique genius is? Because honestly, and and I should, I'm going to go off a little bit on a tangent here, but this podcast, I consider my guests who come on here to be my mentors. I learn so much from people Uh from all over the world. And one thing that I didn't know, look, I'm a computer science nerd. I have, you know, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I have a computer science degree. Nobody cares about that but me because I had to pay for it. It's yes. just, it's not important. But one of my guests some years ago just very abruptly pointed out one of my zones of genius, which I wasn't aware of. And he was saying, well, Denise, what is it that you do in real life? I know that, you know, you're Partner Success Radio is not something that you depend on for your your income. I said, no, I'm a web developer and I'm a social media maven. I'm a tinkerer in social media. And I said, basically, if you look in my closet, it looks like Nordstrom's threw up in there. I'm basically just a nerd (laughs) in stilettos. And he said, whoa, 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 stop. Say that again. I said, well, I guess I'm a nerd in stilettos. He said, Denise, have you branded yourself with that kind of thinking? And I said, no. He said, when we get off this phone, you call me and we're going to talk about that. Listen, when the publicist for the Academy Awards tells you to go brand yourself and identifies your genius, you pay attention. Yeah, well, uh, to, to answer your question, Denise, about clarifying your life purpose, the first thing I, I want people to understand is that we live in a world where people are programmed from a very early age to find a place to fit in. So their focus of attention in life is outer, outer, outer. You know, where do I fit? Where do I fit? Where do I fit? And every 90% of all career coaches or career counselors operate from that vantage point of where do you fit? Where do you fit? And that's the kiss of death because if you're not looking inwardly in, inside you, you're never going to discover your purpose. You're never going to discover your pa- your passion or your unique genius. So the this journey begins with a, an awareness and, an, and a motivation and desire to do inner work, what we call inner work, inner exploration, inner discovery, not just haphazardly in a guided, in a guided and, and systematic manner. And basically, it's the journey to find what you love, but you're not going to settle for superficial. In other words, our approach is to keep peeling the onion down deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until you make some profound discoveries that are basically your creative essence, your divine creative essence. And when you reach that awareness level in you, it will bring tears to your eyes. It is so emotionally moving. Okay. And then as far as unique genius is concerned, I'm going to say something that many people may find really funny, is that your subconscious mind does not want you to discover your unique genius. Why is that? Because the job of the subconscious mind is to keep you safe. And if you know your unique genius, you ain't going to be safe (laughs) because you're going to be unstoppable. You're going to take risks. You're going to venture forth because you will feel like, you know, you're here to bring this gift or this combination of gifts out into the world. So we use a little trick in our life crafting process that's kind of sneaky and it sneaks up on your genius zone um, and bypasses the gatekeeper of the subconscious that prevents that from being seen, <laughs> you know, and it's, it works. It's quite amazing how it works. And then when you find what you can do in your sleep in the middle of the night, that you've completely discounted as really brilliant and amazing. But when that becomes into your conscious awareness and you combine that with what you truly love, 
it's an extraordinary moment and you you will never ever be the same again you become you you literally it's like being reborn into a new a new reality and new awareness i understand what you're talking about with the subconscious i actually speak to my subconscious just before I'm going to go to sleep, and I don't sleep all night. I never have. I can't nap. So I will do this multiple times during the night. Yeah. But just before I know that I'm, oh, I'm, I could get to go to sleep. I'm actually going to fall asleep. I will turn over to my subconscious for review, whatever it is that I want my subconscious to return an answer to. And at 318, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't matter if I went to sleep at 118. 3.18, I wake up, I've got the answer. Oh, great. So I start all over again. This is my next question. This is my next yeah, concern. Yeah. And I do it all night long, and it works. Yeah, it's amazing how when you start to become friends with your inner world and you work creatively with it, what, what can be achieved is completely astounding. It really is. And when I tell you I get an answer, I keep a notebook next to my bed with a big marky, mar- you know, big marker, marker, marker. <laughs> I can't even talk today. <laughs> I had gravy for breakfast. It's the day after Thanksgiving. I had to have my leftovers with gravy on it. And I don't even eat breakfast, but, you know, it's the day after Thanksgiving. So anyway, um, but I, I me, you know, keep a – go ahead. I'm let sorry. Me, uh, let me, Denise, let me add one word. Um just occurred to me as we as you were speaking i want to add one important word to this to this uh process of clarifying your life purpose which is the word permission permission Mm -hmm. is a very powerful word because typically by and large we don't grow up with a lot of permission to be our our authentic self our authentic creative self we get messages continuously to focus outward, 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 and to fit in, as I said earlier, and not to really know the deepest aspects of ourself. But it is exhilarating. It is truly, truly magical and exhilarating when you, when you give yourself that special permission to know yourself in that way. And then well, the future decisions in your life become pretty much effortless because you're following that inner guidance you know, that inner guidance that's that's directing you. I agree with you. And, you know, you're right. I mean, from the time we can walk, talk, chew, and spit, we're told, don't do that, do this, don't do that, do yeah. this. We catch ourselves as an adult doing the same thing. Oh, Denise, don't do that. Why did you do You know, once I gave that up, life was so much easier. Oh, my God, yes. And it's sort of a good, in a way, a kind of a good segue into uh the emotional mastery. Can I can I share a little bit about that? Absolutely. So uh, most people walk around in life are that very very get emotionally triggered by many things, and I and their whole lives are jumping from one emotional trigger to the other, and they usually just give it lip service and say, "Oh, sorry about that. I overreacted to that. Oh yeah." But it's a little bit like a pinball machine jumping with the ball jumping around everywhere. And you never really can accomplish a great deal in life, whether it's business or in other areas, without some measure of emotional mastery. So, well, what does that mean? It means starting to really know your beliefs, know your your patterns and your beliefs. Um, Everything in your reality is ultimately created by your beliefs, but most of the beliefs are not, are not um, accessible in your conscious mind. When we teach you a method for identifying the beliefs that are affecting all the different areas of your life, and you can see this relationship between what am I experiencing and what are the beliefs creating that, and what are emotional patterns are being created by the beliefs, and you then learn how to shift those beliefs at a level where now suddenly the pattern has changed, the shift is there, you feel it, it's visceral, and you can see the ripple effects of, you know, the rock in the pond, you know, rippling effect of things changing and and moving, being able to have real mastery. But mastery is not suppressing, it's not suppressing or controlling, it's feeling what you feel, expressing it authentically, but not allowing it to run you, not allowing it to control you. And I understand that. Um, 
I don't know if you know who Byron Katie is. Oh, very and I well. Borrowed, okay. Yes, and I, I know borrowed her very, this very from, well. Oh, me too. And years ago, when I heard her say, you know, ask yourself these questions. Is it true? Is it really true? Yes. I yes. still do that. You know, I will catch myself going, oh, I've got a headache. No, I don't. Is it true? No, I don't have a headache. I'm giving <laughs> myself one. Yeah, I mean, it's that simple. You can convince yourself that you've got a headache. So how you speak to yourself and how you allow others to speak to you and you accept it and run with it is a big problem for the human condition. So I I always ask myself, is it true? Is it really, really true? Most of the time it's just BS. It's baloney. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Byron Katie. I think she's fantastic. She's really wonderful. I agree. In fact, I was watching her um, the other day while I was putting together my my big meal. You know, I was just listening to her and watching. Okay, so give us some examples where you have seen people just say, look, I'm stuck. I'm just really stuck. I'm in a job I can't stand. My wife wants to leave me. My dog is going with her. You know, all the – let's turn this into a country song. You know, well, it's just well, all the things you hear. So how do – how, what kind of things have you seen? Well, I mean, I've seen I've seen so many different situations. Um, basically, people make their early career choices based on very superficial uh, information. And the big joke that I have about it is um, the amount of time people take to make a decision on their career for the next forty years is about how long it takes you to to decide what brand of orange juice you're going to buy in the supermarket. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically if you show, if you excel in a subject academically in school or if somehow it kind of seems like you're sort of good at something or well, and it were to matter process of elimination, your parents and in, invariably in, in will say, Oh, go this way, be an accountant, do this because there's more money in that. In other words, you're directed to, to make career, career decisions based on survival mm-hmm. considerations exactly. rather than on what will bring you joy. There is no attention in our society on what will bring you joy because that part of human beings is ignored and sadly considered irrelevant to, uh, to success. Success is not to make you happy it's just to make you productive and make money so I find people in all kinds of professions um, technology is one example healthcare you know is another education and the intention that people had going into like teaching or nursing or it's a good intention you know what I mean it's like the desire to heal the desire to care for others desire to give you know a but the actual um, manifestation of it is such a far cry from that vision, you know, from that desire. So we unravel it. We go, we dig deep. We find out what's the real inner motivation, the real inner desire that's underneath it all, you know. And what are the what are the ways, and you know, ultimately that you can do that, that you can do that, that's that's joyful. And most people have a core belief that they can't do something they love and make money at it. They can't right. pick, pick something that, that they are, are, you know, get so much uh, enjoyment from um, and then actually make money with it. So we work a great deal with that core belief, shifting that core belief so that people realize that, yes, you can have money and fulfillment combined together uh, uh, and it blows people away when they realize that now, of course, nowadays with the, with the uh, development of cryptocurrency and financial freedom being really possible in a few years, that adds a whole other beautiful dimension to the equation because now you can do multiple things to create that security for yourself. And then on top of that, have a business that you love that uh, that makes your unique contribution in the world. Understood. Listen, I started my business. I think I discussed this with you, you know, in our yeah, pre-interview. Yeah. And anybody who listens to me knows that I am a highly committed, highly functioning introvert. 
I'm not shy. Yes. I don't have any filters. You don't want me in public if I'm in a mood, which I'm rarely in a mood. But yeah, it's just I did not. I knew early on that I did not want to be stuck in a room with other people. I can't do it. I really yes. can't do it. I'm good yes. for 59 and three quarter minutes. After that, everybody leave me alone. And I'm right, clear right. on that. Right, I I understand. Clear. So I, I created totally understand. my own business. You know, I, I deliberately went and got my degree. I created a business that I knew I could. And this was honestly before WordPress. This was before social media. But I just knew I could create a functional, joyful business. And the Internet was going to come. It was all going to come to me. And uh-huh. by golly, it did. But I never stopped believing that I could do what I wanted yes. to do and make it work. Exactly. That's beautiful. That's fantastic. It's pig-headed is what it is. But it works. Well, <laughs> so. pig-headed is good. Pig-headed is good. I love it. <laughs> uh, I kept thinking, it's going to work. Can I pay my bills? Oh, geez. And then I would just get busy and do something that worked. So, you know, you do what you have to do. So let's yeah. talk about you and I, when we had the uh, the pre-interview, we talked a bit about fulfillment. And I was questioning you about what is fulfillment to you? What what does that mean? Well, fulfillment is, is basically an, uh, a life experience where of, of deep, deep, profound satisfaction in, in, the quality of your life and the quality of your human experience. So if you think of it as going through your days, that rich, wonderful, uh, rewarding, exhilarating experiences, you know, each day where you feel like you're, you're tapping into those unique, those unique gifts and talents, you're doing what you love and you're seeing a difference in the world in some arena you're improving quality of life somewhere because I think deep inside everybody wants that. Everybody wants to make a contribution and improve quality of life at the core. Everybody has that desire, Um, even though superficially they may say other things. So when you're doing what you love and you're financially free, um, you're making good money, you're tapping into your genius and you're on your cutting edge. And I think this is a very important aspect of this. You're on your cutting edge of discovery. You're pushing the envelope because it's the challenge by keeping yourself challenged at that creative edge that keeps the juices flowing. You know what I mean? It keeps the juices flowing so that each day is a little bit further, a little bit beyond yesterday and you're on that edge and that's what's satisfying and people in many fields of work say that you know I, I I'm always pushing myself a little further I'm always discovering a new idea a new possibility that's what keeps me alive that's what keeps me on that edge of aliveness which is a word I'm not sure if aliveness is a word but I mean it is it now yeah. it is now <laughs> Let's use it, it is now so that's what fulfillment is it's the combination of financial success and and deep profound satisfaction in your own life and the quality of life and the relationships you have with people. That's what I remember you telling me that. And listen, we are not to our audience. We're not saying, Oh, go quit your job and, you know, go get alive. No, no, no. no, And some people, honestly, Howard, I have heard people say, Oh, not to me, but to others, in my arena, if you will, say, oh, you know what? I just bought this program, and I spent $10,000 on this program, and I am quitting my job. I'm going to make a million dollars. I want to just smack <laughs> them in the head. It's yeah, like, yeah, did yeah. you think this? And unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of good sales copy out there. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm not saying that you can't do it, you won't do it, but, oh, my God, get smart about it. No, absolutely. I agree, Denise. There are so many people out there. They're selling, selling the, the, the dream, you know, yeah. and there's no, no grounded, there's no groundedness in it. There's no uh, feet on the ground. There's no practicality. There's no systems, you know, involved with us. It's, it's a system. It's a methodology. And I'm a Taurus. So, you know, I'm very down to earth. I can be highly creative and visionary, but ultimately I've got my feet on the ground. I'm going to move forward one step at a time 
I believe in results and measurement. I'm a former mathematician. You know, I'm going to see see and measure results, and that's where people love it because they they see results, and then they get on what we call a confidence success spiral, which is a momentum building spiral that keeps moving you further, further, further. That self, you know, self fulfilling, self perpetuating. Um, um, you know, cycle, and and that's beautiful. So, so you know, it's that it's that merging of the ideal and the pragmatic. So, I guess you could call me a pragmatic idealist. <laughs> I like that. I think probably twin souls right there because I yeah. look. I am a visionary. I didn't know I was a creative for the longest kind of time, but once I discovered that, I was like, oh. Where have you been hiding? And I ran with it. And <laughs> seriously, and that's what I started building websites and went, oh, these are beautiful. I'm really good. And I love doing that kind of work. Who knew? But the thing is, and you keep touching on this, you know, once you figure out what your zone of genius is, I guess, and where you really need and want to be and should be, mm. impact not just yourself and other people, then I think it really, and I know you have a strategy and we should all have a strategy, but I think it starts to flow to you much easier once you just kind of give up all that old-fashioned thinking, stinking, stinking thinking, you know, that yeah. we all have it. We all have it. Well, and once well, you, you know, go, this doesn't work for me, I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. Let, you know, it's it's a good point. Um, let me interject one thing here with, with what you're saying that I think is going to be a rather pivotal for people. Um, people need an effective support system in their life. And while that expression is used a great deal, you know, uh, most people have no clue, absolutely no clue what a what a good support system is. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to take a minute and just break down what that actually means so that when people create it, they know what they need to include in it. Can I do that? I wish you would, because for the longest kind of time, being an introvert, I didn't think I needed a support system. Now, I'm an A-type personality. I'm the smartest person in the room. Just ask me. I live alone, so I can say that with complete straight face. But for the yeah, longest well, kind yeah. of time, time, I didn't think I needed a support system. How wrong was I? Well, yeah, exactly. It's 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 a tricky thing, because sometimes we have the illusion you know, that things are going just fine all by ourselves and we don't need anybody or anything outside. Uh, but our, our research over many, many years has shown a direct correlation between every breakdown that happens in your life and the what part of the support system is lacking that produces that breakdown. So we can see that exact correlation. So the anyway, the long and short of it, there's five parts to an effective support system. The first one is structure. You need goals and direction because without that, you're just going to be all over the map. And because that's human nature, just, you know, you just need to have some structure in your life. The second is feedback because when you keep doing the same things again and again and again and you don't have any feedback from others, you know, you just repeat the same pattern, the same things, and you might just drive your car off, off a cliff and not even know it. So feedback from caring, aware, intelligent people who are, you know, good, smart people is, is critical. The third piece is what I call keeping promises to yourself and others. Now, commonly people use the term accountability, and you can use that word, but I prefer the phrase keeping promises to yourself and others and the reason why that's important is because if you don't keep promise to your to yourself you won't trust yourself and when you won't trust yourself you won't really be able to leverage anything and get it done and if you don't keep your promises to others then they won't trust you and so then you won't have any relationships and you'll really be alone <laughs> So that's critical, but we do need to make a game of it, which is exactly what I what we've done in life crafting is we turned accountability into a game, and people have amazing fun with it. So it's not taken so seriously. Um, the fourth item is coaching, 
And coaching is needed is not necessarily formal hired coaches, but, you know, someone who can help you to see your blind spots, help you see those things that you're not seeing. And we all know that the, the most um, successful advanced coaches in the world today, whether it's in sports or business or any field, they all have people coaching them so they know how they can keep up upping their game. And the last fifth item that's critical that almost nobody guess, guesses this one is the ability to recognize limiting beliefs and know really how to shift those beliefs at the subconscious level where, where it matters. Because again, if you don't have that ability and if you're not shifting beliefs, it's like operating a, a computer or biocomputer with old code that's full of bugs and you don't have a debugging tool to, to fix it, to, to repair it. So needless to say, we work with people on helping them create uh, a, a support system of this dynamic type of support system that literally can, you can, once you have that, you can pretty much do anything. Okay, and thank you for that. Listen, and we're going to go back to that subconscious level again because I'm fascinated with that, as you can tell. But let's start with structure yeah. and goals. Goals can be difficult for people. We got the new year coming up, and everybody, oh, I'm going to do, I'm creating my goal. Oh, geez, don't do that. Just do it. Just go do it. Yeah. That's, I don't make goals like that because I'm not going to lie to myself, and that's what New Year's resolutions tend to be. They're just big old whopping lies. Yeah, but usually they are. Yeah. They, they, really they are. Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. Yeah. Okay, I've written this down for 20 years. I think it's not going to work. Maybe I need to go do something different. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, you're talking goals, and goals can be difficult for people because they'll say, oh, you know, I wrote down a goal today, and I was going to do it, but then I got really busy, and there's always big excuses. Let's talk yeah, let about me, yeah, let me let me comment let me comment on that because that's such a huge huge topic, such an important topic. We use the term aligned goal and aligned goal. An aligned goal is something that is thoughtful and considered to be in alignment with your larger life direction and purpose. It's not a willy nilly goal that you just happen to think of because you got your fortune cookie and you decided you were going to set a goal for whatever it said in the fortune cookie. This is those don't thoughtful. work? How are you telling me those don't work? <laughs> well, My day the, is ruined. The, the idea when you have a support system and you have a feedback mechanism and a team like a mastermind or a team that's helping you, you bounce ideas off of others and it trues you up. You know what I'm saying? It, it like gets you aligned and you see where, where you, you're playing in, in nonsense land or fairy tale land and where you are very real. So let's say you have a purpose line. You're on a track. You pick a goal, an aligned goal that's going to move you forward on that path. It's not just a goal out of nowhere. And you also look to see, is this attainable within the time frame that I've set for it? Because we want you to have a win. The idea is to have wins, successive wins, as much as possible, which is builds momentum, right? So, so really that's key. And so with a support system or with coaching and guidance, you can come up with goals like that and, and literally enjoy the process. Even if, you know, you have breakdowns, we all have breakdowns. So what? You make corrections, get on the bicycle, continue. Break down, fall off the bicycle, get on, make adjustments, continue. That's the journey of the optimum journey of learning from everything that happens, making adjustments, and continuing on the path, as long as it's aligned with where you're going and what you love, that then it matters. Because if it's what you love, you're gonna you're gonna do it. You're gonna you can't stop yourself from doing it. <laughs> but you have to find what it is, and I right, think that's and where I, so many people go. Oh, you know, I've got goals. Really, I've got goals. Okay, what are they? And, and I've asked this of myself, so I'm not picking on anybody in particular except me, because I've created some goals that I'll look back and I put them on um, index cards for the day. 
and I'll look at that and go, what in the world? Where did that come from? It was the fortune yeah. cookie. <laughs> it's, it's That's that a nilly nilly, yeah. So, no, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the thing about life purpose, can I uh, – let me give you uh, a couple of metaphors, if I could, here, to sure. help people realize what it's like to find your life purpose. So let's pre- imagine for a moment that you have a pot of soup on the stove. It's on, it's on slow simmer. And you are adding to this soup everything you have ever loved or wanted or desired in life. And you're adding everything you're good at, everything you've done, everything you enjoy, and you're stirring it and stirring it and stirring it, and it's mixing up nicely, right? Now we fast forward to dinner time, and your guests have arrived, and you're going to serve the soup to them. And they all love the soup, just love it. But they look at you with surprise and amazement because the soup does not taste like anything you put into it. <laughs> Why is that? Why? How could this possibly happen that the soup would not taste like anything you put into it? And the answer is simple. The answer is the, the principle of synergy, that 1 plus 1 equals 83 that you've created something new that never existed before because you're a unique, infinite spiritual being having a physical experience and you're here to create new things, to push that envelope, to be an innovator, right? So that's the best metaphor. We have other other metaphors too, but to me that's the best metaphor for life purpose is to go deep and discover that synergy of that combination of elements that 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 create the magic. Like one of my clients was a fitness trainer, but he was also into mindfulness practices, so he merged the two together. What an amazing thing, mindfulness and fitness together. Wow. wow. You know, changing that makes the, whole, sense. the whole dynamic there. You know that what I mean? That actually makes yeah. a lot of sense, though. Yeah, totally. So hopefully that helps people get a little bit of a clue. The other um, metaphor we use a lot is like in the olden days when we used film and cameras and there was such a thing called the darkroom where the film was developed, right? And you had the developing solution and then you had the, the paper, the photographic paper sitting in the development solution. And at first it's just a white, blank white piece of paper with nothing but then as it sits in developing solution you start seeing these little blotches occur and a little bit more a little bit more and before you know it there's a whole complete image on the paper like magic it emerged out of the paper it was already there and then it emerged so that's another way to think of of life purpose it's already in you but we have to peel the onion down to be able to get to it and see it and know it and feel it and to have you be able to speak it and express it so powerfully and in such a compelling way that people are moved are moved tremendously from it. It sounds like the chemistry of magic. It is. It is absolutely the, the chem, chemistry of magic because, because human beings at their core are magic. They are oh, magic. Yes, and we're energy. People don't seem to realize that what energy you put out is either going to do really well by you or it's going to bite you right in the fanny. So be careful about your energy. Yeah, now we we apply spiritual principles like the law of attraction, for example. Uh, You know, my big joke is the law of attraction never takes a vacation. (laughs) It doesn't. Trust me. So that means that if you, the more attention you place on what you love and the more you're willing are to, to weave ideas and maybe write in a journal or, you know, do uh, uh, exploration analysis, the more you put attention on that, the more you, the universe is now attracting to you those people and situations and experiences that are a match, an energetic vibrational match to what it is you're doing, to where you put your attention, right? So we use those kinds of ideas in combination with the things I shared earlier. So we're doing the analytical work. We're doing the emotional healing work, the belief work, the law of attraction work, bring it together. 
and then ultimately we're bringing business to the to the model you know solid business strategy marketing sales and all of the concrete things that people need to have in the in the quote unquote real world to make to make it all work exactly and then let's go back to feedback you're saying that you need to be in in contact with caring, aware, intelligent people. Yeah. And when you were saying that, I wrote down masterminds. It's exactly what we do. We do a mastermind. Right. I didn't. I when I was holding back a little bit on saying the word mastermind. Oh no, Napoleon Hill said it. We can say. No, it I mean the, the the reason is because we bring we've actually taken mastermind to another level. You know, not the usual just people just you know, hanging out and, and with the usual kind of thing. But we bring this support system concept with the five ingredients that I shared earlier, and we com- we combine all those together with the mastermind. So you're getting the benefit of the creativity of the group, the support and love and caring and commitment of the group, together with the structure, the feedback, the promises, you know, the game, the coaching, and the belief work. I mean, you know, the synergy and all of that is is truly off the scale. It's quite amazing. It really is, and I've experienced this. And like I said earlier, I am an introvert. I am always going to be an introvert. I'm happy where I am. In fact, I'm delirious with joy, to be honest. (laughs) I make no apologies for it at all. But it took the longest kind of time, longer than it should have, to realize that I really was kind of an emotional rock. I wasn't good yes. for much. I didn't think. Turns out right. people liked me anyway. They loved me anyway, but I think they did it with great grace. I had to learn that I am not a rock. You know, I have yeah. to be yeah. at, at some level in touch with other people. Again, the hints for right. the, my need for this podcast but over time, I have met and have become friends with, very dear friends, with some of the most remarkable people. And I am eternally grateful for whatever it was that broke my rock. It happened, mm-hmm. and thank goodness for that. Yeah, that was created an opening for you for a new possibility. Oh, yeah, it, every day. So now let's go in. Oh, we've only got about 12 more minutes. Number three, keeping promises. That's a big one. That's a big, big one. And if you don't keep promises to yourself, listen, I had to learn that if I say, Denise, okay, you're going to do this because, you know, I talk to Denise a lot. She's a nice girl. And I talk to her (laughs) (laughs) And I'll say, okay, you're going to do this. And I will catch myself. I kid you not. I'll be trying to go to sleep because it's an effort for me. And all of a sudden I'll realize that whatever promise, whether it was a half-hearted promise or it was just – you know, I'm going to do this, and it didn't get done, I have to get out of bed. I have to go fix mm-hmm. that, or I mm-hmm. really can't go to sleep. Right. Well, we have a, a system, Denise, which is rather interesting. The underlying goal of the principle in our in our game, in our uh, the game that we, we have accountability, is winning and learning. So, the, the goal is that in every situation you face, you will either win, which means you get the outcome that you intended and wanted, or you learn something important. So you can imagine if you go through life and all that ever happens to you is winning or learning, winning or learning, learning, winning, winning, learning. It's, it's quite a profound, the shift internally that happens when that occurs. So we make sure that all, you're always doing one of the others and it puts you on a on a basically on a unstoppable spiral um and so if let's say you make a promise and in the time frame that you set you realize hey I'm not going to be able to complete this promise I need two more days to get this done and so you renegotiate with the group or with your coach you renegotiate the promise, okay? Part of life, you know, renegotiation happens. So you renegotiate it. But here's the key. The renegotiation discussion is not without you making sure that you've learned something from this. So now you're going forward. You've learned something new. You're empowered. You're feeling good about yourself. You get it done the next time. 
and so you're always you're always learning and you're always either winning or learning and so what if if every human being on the planet could internalize at a deep level that all there is in life is winning or learning that's all there ever is people would just do what they love right people would just go for it right so that's a little taste i'm giving a little taste here of how our our support system uh works and thank you. So let's talk next about coaching. We t- we touched on that a bit, coaching and masterminding. Yeah. Yeah, so in coaching, uh, coaching, of course, uh, as you know, takes many forms. Um, you know, it can take the form of, you know, seeing where, where you're unknowingly uh, stopping yourself, where you have a limiting belief, where you're, how you could play a bigger game where you're not being true to yourself or fully honest with who you are, uh, where you're not coming, you know, where you're not coming from a place of strength, how you can, you know, do better or uh, achieve more in a particular situation that you're in, how you can use a strategy or a method that you were not thinking of or you didn't really know existed. So seeing possibilities that you're not, you know, readily seeing right in the moment. Okay. Um, so it's, it's any, it's any of the above, you know, it's any of those situations that, um, the, a really good coach can see what the person is not, is not seeing. We're not recognizing, you know, maybe there, there's confusion. Now I have to admit that I do cheat in this area because I'm a master astrologer. So I can look at somebody's birth chart and I can see massive amounts of stuff, you know, way, way in advance. And I can share that with them and I can weave that knowledge and information into the process of the guidance and the the moving forward. And some of your audience may not relate to that, but some of them do, some of them will, some of them will recognize this. If you're doing it at a very high level, you know, not silly hocus pocus uh, type thing, uh, but you're doing it in a very high level, serious way and merging it together with spiritual guidance and coaching and, and, you know, and things like that, it can be extraordinary. So, so anyway, that's, um, these are just a few little examples of coaching. You know, it's interesting that coaching has really kind of come into his own in, oh, I don't know, the last two, three, four years. I think everybody yeah. either wants yeah. to hire yeah. a coach or have multiple yeah. coaches or become a yeah. coach. But yeah. then there's the, the other side, who, and I've heard people say this too, well, I'm not coachable. Why not? Do you hear that? Yeah, you know, I'm just well, not coachable. Yeah, I don't like they to be told what to do. Well, then they think that's also uh, erroneous, erroneous limiting beliefs. Like if somebody says to you, a good example, um, oh, I can never do sales. And you know, I wrote a, a blog post. You want to crack up? I wrote a blog post that's that's entitled "You've Been in Sales Since the Day You Were Born." All your life. <laughs> Exactly yeah, well, right. you know, every minute, every minute of <laughs> yep. every day you're selling. I say, what is a newborn baby infant selling to everyone around them? They say, I don't know. They go, that I'm cute, lovable, and adorable. Yeah, and that's pick what me up. Selling. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. Exactly. So, so yeah. So when you embrace, you fully embrace, you lick of resistance, and you fully embrace that we're all interacting with others and we're all creating connection and partnership and outcomes and we want it we want a win-win you know result we're giving receiving etc then uh, and then it just becomes uh, learning a skill it becomes becoming better at it becoming you know more skilled at it very much when I was younger I remember standing in a I think it was a hardware store a feed lo- I don't know where I was but I was talking with some people and this very elderly old man walked up to me and he was you know, a farmer and he looked at me and said, you know, I don't want to interrupt, but I've got to tell you, young lady, you are the best natural salesperson I've ever heard. I was offended. I was so offended. I mean, he funny. didn't know that I was. That and I was funny. like, okay. I had no idea what he was talking about, but apparently I was waxing eloquent about something. Who knows? It was 100 years ago. But listen, now... I go back, and I know I, that I know what I know. I apologize to this man almost daily, and I'm sure he is long <laughs> gone. 
Yeah, but yeah. he impacted me by pointing out something that I didn't know, that I am a natural salesperson. My podcast is a you know good projection of that. I love what I do, and you know, I'm going to talk about it. So I guess but I can I sell. Who knows? Sales is nothing when it's done from the heart uh, and with sincerity and integrity. Sales is the highest form of service to uh, to others. There you, you go. Ever, so you said you what I was trying do. to say. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't it's, come it's, up it's, with it. It's based on empowerment. We use an empowerment model. You know, not we're not saving, we're not rescuing, and we're not giving somebody something that is not going to serve them or or something they don't want. We're, you know, we're here to solve, help people solve a problem, and we're ascertaining their level of commitment to having the solution. If they're not committed, they're not going to get it, so they're not ready, you know, or they need something different than what we have. So it's just being honest. It's just honesty there. There you go, and thank you for that. So the last thing, and we touched again just a minute ago on it, recognizing limited Beliefs. Yeah, limiting, I mean, we limit, all have them. Yeah, limiting, limiting beliefs. beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So basically, need, people need to learn a, a method for converting the patterns in their life that they would like to change into the beliefs that are creating those patterns. And there's a simple formula we teach, uh, actually, in our beginning level programs, you know, not the advanced, but sort of beginning level programs. We teach people the method of converting one to the other and it takes the mystery out of the process of shifting beliefs uh once you know the belief you can see it feel it touch it you know whatever you can friend it you don't you don't judge it you don't beat on it you don't try to defeat it you know in in warfare you know you, you know and then you can allow it you can be compassionate with it right and then gradually learn how to allow it to, to float away and replace it with something that really empowers you. And we teach people how to do that. Great. Listen, we've got just a minute or two. So um, before I let you go, tell people where they can find you. And I'm pretty sure you've got a life-fulfilling business roadmap that you wanted to share with our audience. Yes, yes. yes. People can always email me directly at howard at lifecraftingprogram.com. So I'm always amenable to a personal chat, informal chat, or email exchange, or whatever, Howard at lifecraftingprogram.com. But uh, the, the, the most in, uh, important and the most powerful first step that I think that people can take is, is with our roadmap, the Life Fulfillment Business Roadmap. Um, and uh, it's totally free, and there's all kinds, of, I mean, it's, it's a PDF ebook with incredible stories. And it breaks down this whole journey that we talked about today. Everything we discussed today is in the roadmap in depth. So there's no mysteries. And you can learn about each of the parts of the roadmap through stories of real stories of relationships I've had with clients over years and how we work together to accomplish a particular result that fits into a larger you know, a larger context. So here's the page. It's lifecrafting, all word, one word, dot kartra, K-A-R-T-R-A dot com forward slash page forward slash roadmap. Let me say that again. Lifecrafting dot kartra dot com forward slash page forward slash roadmap. And you go there, it's a simple little page. You, um, you know, put in your name, name and email address. You'll receive a, a wonderful welcome email with a downloadable link where you can get the roadmap. It's about a 40-page PDF document, which is completely life-changing. Not only do we give you the roadmap, is free, but we have a, an online group. You'll learn about the online uh a coaching group that you can come into and get support from my team from myself or my team so we we be, we really do want to have a a relationship with you of support and we always give you know way more than you would ever expect you <laughs> ever expect 
So you have a lot of fun. It's an amazing community. We really encourage you to get the roadmap. And you're going to be receiving some emails following that, which will keep providing more and more enhancements to what you already have. It's a continued, you know, learning uh, and uh, quite uh, quite amazing. So anyway, thank you so much, Denise, for having me on today. This was so much fun. Thank you, Howard. It's been wonderful speaking with you, and I thank you for all of the terrific tips and advice that you shared. And before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us on iTunes, Prime, Audible. We're everywhere. You can't throw a rock... On the, or a stick on the internet without hitting your partner in Success Radio. Just look wherever you consume your business podcast and you will find us there. Thank you, Howard. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.